Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. I'm Anthony. And I'm Amy. And together, we talk about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. (laughs) I feel like we're bungee jumping, you know? I feel like we're standing on the cliff like, okay, am I ready? Not ready? Did I take the deep breath I need? My harness on. <laughs> Geronimo. Yeah, really. <laughs> Splat. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. Welcome all. For better or for worse, <laughs> exactly. we are your hosts. Amy. And, and Anthony. <laughs> we didn't even get that one right. Nope. And uh, uh, what we were laughing at at the beginning there is because, you know, I press record and then there's this kind of, you make eye contact with each other, like, okay, you ready? You ready? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? You ready? Anyway, yep. so it just kind of made us laugh. So That's the kind of jocularity we have here in <laughs> that, the Grace and Peace Radio studio. Studio, yes. Otherwise known as the kitchen table. Yep. Jocularity. That always reminds me of that MASH episode. Father Mulcahy. Yes. Jocularity, jocularity. <laughs> exactly. It's the only reason I know that word. Mm, wow, well, that's, yeah. That's probably actually the only reason I know that yeah. word. So, we hope you are doing great, as always, and uh, trust that the Lord is working in your life, and you know him a little better this week than last week. Uh, so hopefully we all are knowing him more. That's the goal. So this week... We're going to be talking about the fact that after you've been a Christian for a while, you'll notice a number of things come and go. Number of movements, men, situations, women, uh, they come and go. And anyway, so we'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, Wanted to give uh, just a couple of quick plugs since I didn't do it last week. So we are still looking to raise funds to help Daniel walk. You can go visit helpdanielwalk.com. You can visit grace-bound.org. And we are about $1,500 away from being able to bring Daniel and his father over from Uganda so that he can get a new set of prosthetic legs in Orlando. Right, because he's now about 17 years old. When he got the first set, he was about 14, thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. So any of you who hang around teenagers or around teenagers at all, you know there's a huge growth between 14 and 17. Mm-hmm. So he's he really does need the new legs. Yeah. And, and getting close to the goal. So Yep. So if you can donate some money, that would be great. Send it to grace-bound.org. You can see there how you can do that. If you can't, would you please say a prayer for Daniel mm-hmm. and the situation and that we would get the funds? And then the other thing that I wanted to mention, too, is my brother Joe needs a kidney, so I would appreciate prayer for that. Uh, I don't have a website for that. You can just contact me if you know anything about that. Uh, I know he's O positive in his blood type, but as far as like a kidney profile, I have no clue about that. But anyway... Uh, so pray for Joe. Um, he's a believer and loves the Lord. And we're just waiting on the Lord to um, 
to provide there. Yes. And yeah. And our email is? Show at graceandpeaceradio.com. Show at graceandpeaceradio.com. In fact, if you have an idea for the show, feedback for the show, question for us. We really appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, especially emails. like input or ideas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, give so, us- sometimes it's a, a little difficult to, you know, come up with an idea every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. So drop us a line. We'd be happy to do that. Other than that, I was looking at my notebook and the notes that I wrote down. And right above it, I have uh, 4822. I wrote, deleted my Twitter account and the one for the podcast. Sick of the garbage scrolling through. Have 30 days to reactivate them if I change my mind. I hope I don't. So that's what I wrote on April 8th. And now it is May 8th. That's true. 30 days have come and gone. I haven't missed it. And you're essentially calmer as a result. I I definitely enjoy the fact that I don't pay attention to the news. Mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to what's happening in Christian Twitter. I think that was the worst part. The whole Christian Twitter. Um, honestly, you would tell me about certain things and it just, I'd just shake my head. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole idea of Christians haranguing each other publicly in social media just boggles my mind. I just don't understand that. Yeah, I mean, there's some good things that that I'd read or learn and whatever. And sometimes the just sharing something funny or True. read something funny that was, yeah. that was cool. But a lot of times it was just a matter of what's the next thing to find disagreement about? Mm-hmm. And I just got tired of that. Anyway, it was just one of those things where for, for a long time, for a long time I was, I wasn't on Twitter and then I got back on it. And then, cause you know, I've had this for years. I've gone back and forth with social media. Definitely a love hate relationship. Definitely. <laughs> and anyway, so right now uh, it's been a month since, since I've been off it and I'm, I'm really glad I, I, I don't miss it. So anyway. Yeah, actually, I, I know more headlines than he does. And that's saying a lot because I don't really pay attention to the news that much either. Yeah, it's funny because now Joe sends me things from the Babylon Bee, mm-hmm. political satire. But the funny thing is I have no context of them right. anymore because I, I don't know what the joke is that they're making a satirical comment about mm-hmm. or what the thing is. So I just kind of go with it. But anyway, that's a side conversation. Um, since I'm already way off on this tangent and I'm way off where I should be, let me also just say, uh, we are, you know, I still have the, the Jesus changed everything bulk. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say sale cause they're, they're always that price, but anyway, uh, the availability of bulk yeah, purchases. I just want to say, uh, if you go out to JesusChangedEverythingBook.com, you can see there the pricing in the U.S. It's for the U.S. only, but you can get it for as low as $4 a copy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it depends on the quantity that you buy. And the whole point is, I, I really, I'm praying that the Lord would use it in churches. I think it would make a great visitor gift. People mm-hmm. come, they hear the gospel, and then they leave with a copy of the book, which is a copy of the gospel. And 
So there's that. Even if you want to do it individually and give it away to people, friends, family, whatever, it's meant to just be plain language, easy to read, conversational, just discussion of life and death. And, and, yep, and the gospel. And the gospel. And what, what Jesus does. Yeah. So um, I think that's it. You know, usually when we're done recording, I always think, oh, wait, there's something else. But this time, I don't think there's anything else. I don't think so. So, yeah, recently I was thinking about the fact that, like I said, after you've been a Christian for a while, you just see things come and go. And I think what got me thinking about that was really the the downfall of Hillsong, Mm -hmm. you know, in recent weeks. Uh, that whole thing really kind of imploding. And it just reminded me again that um, that often what, what comes with great fanfare leaves with a whimper. Or just disappears altogether. It just disappears, yeah. I started thinking about that. Like I was thinking about different men, and that's kind of men slash women. Mm-hmm. People with fantastic testimonies. You know, they have these these outrageous, wild Yeah, I think that's what you need to describe fantastic because we're not talking about it in the yeah, positive sense. Right. It's really the the, the literal sense of uh, fantasy-like testimony, this, this outrageous testimony. And then you find out that, that they're frauds. Right. You know, and I was telling Amy about a guy back in the 80s who had this stupendous testimony of having been part of the mafia and then he got saved and all the stuff and how he got out of it. And I mean, he was even featured on a national ministry program and mm-hmm. one of their episodes. And anyway. And a movie made, right? I, maybe. I don't know. Okay. But. Anyway, it turned out to all be a fraud. The mafia was like, we don't know this guy. Oh, you know. And anyway. Right. Um, and recently, I, we we heard of one that was a, another kind of outrageous testimony. Mm-hmm. And it was like, mm, no. Yeah, I remember reading about it. And it's like, okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. Okay, this just got weird. Mm-hmm. And so... Just checking my discernment meter, I gave it to Anth to where his discernment meter exploded. So I had to get him another one. <laughs> <laughs> because it reminded me of that. Yes, it did. It did. So there's that. And then men with ministries that are too big to fail. And I put that in quotes because I remember back in the the housing bust and the banking crisis mm-hmm. in 2005, 6, 7, 8, yep. and following. It was all about, you know, these banks are too big to fail, too big to fail. That was that the is phrase. True. And I just thought, in the same way, there are there are men and ministries that, oh, it's too big to fail. And yet um, they do. It, they do. And actually, the opposite is true. Really, what we've seen... What I've seen is that, you know, when they say the bigger they are, the harder they fall. To me, the bigger they are, they're going to fall because it's just too big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for them, unless they're really, really careful. 
Like R.C. Sproul. Well, that is true. R.C. Sproul. You know. John uh, MacArthur. Yeah. And again, it's just the idea of being faithful to the end. But I think of back in, you go back even in the 80s a lot and a lot of the prosperity preachers then, or or Mm -hmm. not even prosperity preachers, but televangelists rather. Yes. That sort of thing. Anyway, so there are men with ministries that are, that we, you know, they look at them and say, oh, they're too big to fail. I was even thinking about way back Bob Dylan, when he was in his Christian phase, he he did a couple of Christian albums. Right. I actually just, uh, I finished that Keith Green biography, No Compromise, that Mm -hmm. you had, uh, you had, and I went ahead and read. And I was very interested. There was a a section in there that they talked about meeting, you know, uh, Keith and Melody Green met Dylan. Dylan was actually in the studio with them, helping with one of Keith's albums. Yep. Yeah. He plays harmonica on one of the songs. Yeah. 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 So I, I... just found that interesting. Mm-hmm. And really, the, the songs that Dylan wrote in his Christian phase were really good. You have to serve somebody. Mm-hmm. You got to serve somebody. You know, anyway, cults. Uh, you think about Joseph Smith and the Mormons and then, mm-hmm. um, but then Joseph Smith dies in a shootout. But yet the, the movement still continued. But here's this man and now he was gone. Right. And even outside of church, uh, well, both in and out of church, despots. I mean, let's face it, there are some despots in churches. Absolutely. And and I'm not trying to be down on ministries or men. No, or but like I, that. I... It's just I, what we're talking about. Right. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, it's really what it says in, in the New Testament about wheats and wheat and tares. Right. You know, there's going to be not only wheat and tares in the congregation, it could very well be in the pulpit as well. True. Yeah. And in other leadership roles. Mm-hmm. So there's that, there's there's movements. I mean, I, I look back, we, we've been around or, you know, familiar with Christian things for a while now, almost 20 years. But even that, prior to that, in my carnal there's no such thing as a carnal Christian, but in my hypocrisy, hypocrisy, my 20 years of professing to be a Christian, even though I wasn't, you know, I saw things like Promise Keepers, this huge national movement and all these guys going to conferences and doing all this stuff. And then it just died, mm-hmm. you know, and died suddenly. It just kind of went bankrupt or something. I'm not, I'm, I don't remember exactly what happened. Yeah, I don't but, remember. Uh, the movement just phew, died. Um, can you think of anything or? Well, well, I think of even my early walk at that point, uh, what was it? Seeker sensitive Mm -hmm. was big, uh, things like, uh, breath prayers and prayer labyrinths and all the emergent stuff, emergent stuff. Yeah. I I now always kind of get it mixed up as to what's emergent and what's seeker sensitive to me. They blend seeker sensitive was really something that came out of Rick Warren and Saddleback. That's right. And also Bill Hybels Mm -hmm. at Willow Creek. Mm -hmm. And, and again, you look at where those have gone. Right. Um, I also think too, and again, we don't follow, this stuff on Twitter or otherwise in social media, but you know, I even think of Beth Moore. I mean, mm. um, I mean, even I followed her early in my walk. She was around prior to that, but 
too big, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, too big and pride go goes before the fall kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't see her as having as much of a following and I may be wrong on that. Right. Uh, I remember the, the fad of the prayer of Jabez. Oh, that's the book right. The prayer of Jabez. You know. Yeah, someone I remember someone gave me that. Actually, someone gave me that as a gift, that little book before I was a believer, and I just thought it was the coolest thing. And right. Then it's like, okay, then became a believer, and it took a little bit. I mean, it, it wasn't an instantaneous thing. Mhm. Uh, but then that went by the wayside. Now we find them in uh, thrift stores all the time. Yeah, and even that I, I it's funny, you know, even that, you don't see those purchased as much anymore as as you once did. Um, well, what I find interesting in thrift stores, at least it goes through my mind, it, it may not be a trend per se, but some of these things, some of these books that were really hot at one time and super popular, mm-hmm. uh, I have to wonder if, if part of the... Um, fad has died when they start showing up at thrift stores another one uh, that's not christian related but the celestian prophecy is part of the new age thing Uh uh-huh uh you know i started seeing more of those at the thrift store yeah it's true and then of course like like i said false teachings it's not only false teachings but it's things that just kind of hype up the church Mm -hmm. you know like we talked about you know like whether it's purpose-driven the you know purpose-driven life purpose-driven life or Prayer of Jabez stuff, emergent contemplative stuff that was going on. That, we, w- that was really big when we first became believers. Yeah, back in 05-ish, area mm-hmm. 0405. And then, you know, even the Young Restless Reformed movement. Oh, right. That was around the same time. And people getting into Mark Driscoll mm-hmm. and and others, you know. And even, uh, what's his name, Adam? Um, Mars Hill. Well, Mars Hill was Mark Driscoll. Right. You were just talking about him recently, too. Yeah. I can't remember the name. Which, there again, it just goes to show that after a while, this person who, Rob Bell. Oh, oh my goodness. I wasn't thinking about him, but yeah, that was. And, you know, there again, these names were on everybody's lips. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, and now you have to, you forget. And you're like, who? What? You know, and and even things like uh, liberalism in the church. That just constantly keeps coming coming around. Yeah, people tend to think that that's something new. But if you do any kind of reading on uh, either church history or even in some missionary biographies, I think about Amy Carmichael. Mm. Uh, one of the issues that was... Lottie go- Moon, too. That's right. One of the issues going on at the time, trying to think the years, I'm terrible with years, but in the UK... It's the whole idea of arguing against the um, inerrancy of scripture is the bottom line. And it was called by some movement. And some people were critical of her for essentially booting this one guy out out of her ministry because he espoused that. He ended up becoming, I think he was Anglican, so he became a bishop in that area in India eventually. But she didn't want him any longer in right her her mission group so nothing new under the sun really yeah. it's it was the same thing argument then as we see and hear now mm-hmm. yeah and lottie moon there was a fellow named his last name was toy uh 
rising young professor and, and she was, uh, I think they were, they were in love and, right. but she called, called everything off, whatever, because he, he wouldn't repent from the theological liberalism that he was, um, moving towards mm -hmm. and had moved towards actually. So there's not only liberalism, but there's legalism. Uh, again, the prosperity movement and and all the health and wealth stuff. So, you know, there's all of that. Thinking of uh, antichrists, you know, because John makes it clear that there there are antichrists in the world. It doesn't right. mean that it's the antichrist. It just means that that there are these antichrists. And I think of back in the '80s, I can remember the the biggest. I don't know, villain, you might say, to Christianity was was Madeline Murray O'Hare. Right. And, you know, the one who got uh, prayer taken out of schools. And her son, actually, one of her sons became a Christian. The other one stayed a, an atheist. But her one son did become a Christian. And again, if you know anything about that, just the strange fate of that story she ends up getting murdered. I mean, just crazy. Just awful. Yeah. Remember David Koresh? Right. Before that, there was, you know, Mary Mary Baker Eddy, uh, mm -hmm. Christian Science. And again, I mean, she's... Yeah, anyway. Uh, Who was the guy with the Kool-Aid? Oh, yeah. Um, Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And, you know, it's funny, I, I remember too, when I was a kid, like 13, 14, I went to some, some end times conference at a, at a church and this guy was, he was saying who he thought might be a potential, uh, who might be the Antichrist, which looking back, I mean, that's not really the. That's not really the thing that we Christians need to be dabbling in. Absolutely and not. talking about. Uh, it's enough to know that they're out there. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be looking at someone going, is that the Antichrist? Is that the Antichrist? But the funny thing is, um, he probably, I don't remember the list, but because I threw out the notes long ago, but Madeline Murray O'Hare might have been on there. Who knows? But I distinctly remember him mentioning Michael Jackson. Really? Because of his influence on kids, you know, and because obviously Michael Jackson was at the height of his stardom mm -hmm. at that time. Pop culture icon. And he also mentioned uh, Muammar Gaddafi over in Libya, mm -hmm. Saddam Hussein, um, Anton LaVey from the Church of Satan in Los Angeles. Oh my, forgotten and, that one. You know, but again, it's fascinating because these were all people who were, were big name people, big name bad guys, if you will. Um, my, and Michael Jackson was just Michael Jackson, but, but they're all gone. They're all dead. Yep. And, you know, again, they come and go, they, they come and they go. Um, so again, just the idea that the longer we walk with the Lord, the longer we, we live, we see these things, we, we see these, these trends that repeat. You know, and even in the church, we're susceptible to do the same thing. I mean, for myself, look, I, I'm going to get political for a minute. I was big on Trump. 
I was big on Trump from the moment he announced his candidacy, or, you know, that he was going to run for president. I thought, this is awesome. Yeah, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just wanted a straight shooter. I didn't want a politician. I liked his, the fact that he, he said it like it was, said it like it was, you know, and wasn't a, a politician. And so, so I was big on him, his whole presidency. And, um, but really it was after the whole election thing and really saw him fold like a house of cards and just the way he handled COVID and all that. And anyway, uh, thankfully for me, and again, I'm just speaking for myself, but through that, God showed me, God taught me that not to look to men, not to look to men at all for your salvation in this world. And in a sense, I guess I was, you know, politically, I was like, oh, well, you know, he's going to be the one to bring back. Exactly. Uh, conservatism and and you know good things and anyway but so was i fooled yeah i guess i was mm-hmm. you know and it's it's easy to do i mean it's it's easy it's easy to slip into that um you know we're always talking about our hope is in christ and when i say we always talk about that mm-hmm. on the podcast and our identity is in christ uh, but we are living in this world, and there are times when the stresses and anxieties and, well, frankly, looking at the news too much, I mean, I've been guilty of that, that uh, sometimes it's easy to get wrapped up in in these things that are going on and start grasping onto that hope Right. that's very earthly. Yeah. You know, and even now, I mean, people are still holding out that Trump's going to come back. And mm-hmm. whether he does or not, at this point, obviously, I don't care. But even recently, so many Christians are so in love with the idea that Elon Musk bought Twitter. And they're all like, oh, he's going to, they're looking at him as this savior of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? You know, who cares? It's just, it's and just to a what end? Media That's platform. it. It's what, a what social. Right. And do you really think this guy is the hero that you think he is? Well, and is he a hero of Christian values? He's not. Right. I mean, as far as I know, the man's not a Christian, right? Right. I don't follow this guy. But, I mean, yeah, if he buys Twitter and stops putting people into Twitter jail and, you know, closing accounts and all of that, fine. You know, freedom of speech. But so what? Yeah. And again, right? Look, none of us know how long we've got. Elon Musk could get hit by a bus tomorrow, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Twitter's up for grabs. So, you know, the point is, Christians, don't be so ignorant to look to ignorant, uh, foolish, really, to look at Elon Musk and go, "He's my Twitter savior," right? That's just foolish. Uh, anyway. And we say that to ourselves about other things, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, I, I catch myself doing that. Um, as far as come and go, I, I want to give a couple of quick biblical examples, too. Uh, just to show, again, like you were saying before, this is not anything new. If we look at, in Acts, just in Acts alone, there are a couple of examples. 
In Acts chapter 5, okay. you know, this is shortly after Pentecost, and, you know, the church is, is really growing quickly. Um, and, you know, the apostles are, are arrested, and, you know, Peter and John are arrested. Anyway, Gamaliel's speech, and I'm looking at uh, Acts chapter 5, starting in verse 33. It says, When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee on the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law held in honor by all the people, stood up and gave orders to put the men outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take care what you are about to do with these men. For before these days, Thaudius rose up, claiming to be somebody. And a number of men, about 400, joined him. He was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and drew away some of the people after him. He too perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even be found opposing God. So they took his advice. Um, and just stop there. Anyway, and of course, he was right about that. But there are two examples right there of mm-hmm. mo- men and movements that have sprung up that had their followers and now they don't. Right. Um, another one that I was looking at recently was when Paul was arrested uh, in Acts 21. Starting in verse 37, if you would read... um, In chapter 21? Yeah, 37 and through 39. As the soldiers were about to take Paul into the barracks, he asked the commander, May I say something to you? Do you speak Greek? He replied. Aren't you the Egyptian who started a revolt and led 4,000 terrorists out into the desert some time ago? Paul answered, I am a Jew from Tarsus in Sicilia, Cilicia a citizen of no ordinary city. Please let me speak to the people. Yeah. So again, you know, Paul was mistaken to be some Egyptian. And I'm glad you read that in the NIV because I was curious when I read that the other day, what did it read in the ESV? And in the ESV, because I thought thought it was strange that they used the word terrorist, which is really a modern word. Mm -hmm. I thought that was an odd. True. And mine's a 1984. Right. Yeah. Um, What's your saying? Are you not the Egyptian then who recently, and this is the ESV, who recently stirred up a revolt and led the 4,000 men of the assassins out Uh, into the wilderness? Okay. Anyway. Yeah. uh, But there again, you know, that's another example of someone who came and went, this, Mm -hmm. whoever this Egyptian was. And um, so, so what do we do with all this? How do we, how do we avoid it? You know, I'll say this, um, really simple. Don't follow men or movements. Exactly. I don't, I have nothing to add to that. That's really what it boils down to. You know, it's a matter of just catching ourselves and keeping our eyes on, on Christ, keeping our eyes on the Lord and not, not saying I follow Paul, you know, um, 
I follow Peter, whatever. Uh, keep your eyes on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and just be aware. Just, you know, be aware of, think back over the things in your own life that you've seen, movements, um, you know, men who profess to be great but prove to be nothing. Um, you know, these fads that you've seen. And just be aware of all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, if you find yourself getting caught up in it or or even getting caught up in, in anxiousness as a result of what you're seeing in the news or a movement or a man, again, just go back to the word. You know, if you, you start finding yourself getting wrapped up in, in stuff either in the news or even getting some anxiety from men or movements that are out there, uh, be reminded from Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, which I actually have underlined, uh, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. Excellent. Yeah. I was reminded of 1 John 2, 18 through 25, where John's warning about Antichrist. Children, it is the last hour, as you have heard, that Antichrist is coming. So now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they are all not of us. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you have all knowledge. And then he, he goes on from there. Again, just that reminder that that there are antichrists that go out from us, from, from the church, you know? Right. right. It's the same thing we always say. Look, follow Jesus. Read the Bible for yourself over and over and over. The more we're in the Bible, the more we are grounded, the more the, the Holy Spirit guides us. Mm-hmm. And the more, yeah, the more the Holy Spirit will bring scripture to mind, reminding us who we are and where we're from and where we're going. Yeah. Again, it's just kind of one of those things that I was thinking about, the whole idea of all these different things coming and going. And uh, like I said, the whole implosion of Hillsong made me think of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll, I'll end with this little story. Remember back when... When we had to go to the museum in St. Pete, Florida for one of my undergrad classes. And it was really interesting because we were in the historical, I guess, well, they're all historical, but the antiquities section is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It was the art museum, right? Yeah. Um, I guess. I think I so. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they had an antiquities section of all these, you know, marble and stone carvings and figures and uh, engravings, whatever. And there were all these, even, you know, quotes of, uh, you know, to the gods or this little idol or this little idol. And there were all these, these pagan things going on, like uh, all these pagan artifacts. And then there in the midst of all of that was this one little oil lamp, you know, just a little clay or whatever, oil lamp. It had uh, some kind of Christian inscription on it. I don't remember if it was a cross or if it was like a sheep or a 
shepherd's crook or something like that. Anyway, but there was something, and they, they denoted that this was a Christian oil lamp. And it, it just fascinated me because here we were in this large room full of all these antiquities, all, all, these, all these old things of, to all these gods and all of them. All of them are gone. Nobody worships those gods anymore. Not a single one of them. And yet, there was this humble little oil lamp that was, you know, commemorating Christ. You know, right. honor, honoring Christ. And in this whole room, thousands of years later, we're still honoring Christ. Mm -hmm. He's the only one that is being honored of all that. And it's the same thing. Look, movements are going to come and go. Doctrines are going to come and go. Books are going to come and go. Um, keep your keep your eyes on Christ. He's the He's the only constant in this universe. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Well, that is our show for this week. And again, we are honored that you would listen and spend time with us. And we pray that you would be blessed by it and have a good week. Yes. And Lord willing, we will talk to you next week. Have a good one all. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian Podcast Community and the Society of Reformed Podcasters. For more information, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo. And Jesus changed my life.